Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1234 Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott uh, joining you in Oilers Now. We just heard from Oilers forward Zach Cassian. He was our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W I L H A U K today. Uh, still to come. In 28 seconds' time, John Shannon, uh, who is our Oilers now uh, NHL insider, and at 105, Keith Gretzky, Oilers assistant GM, to talk a bit about uh, the Oilers rookie team coming up for a tournament. We'll have NHL today and calls, texts, emails, all that kind of stuff. Emails? People still email? Uh, at uh, 1.35. But without further ado... Uh, we are going to be heading off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. We welcome back to the show NHL insider John Shannon. John, how was your weekend? Oh, it was good, Bob. Yeah, it was good. Lots of college football. I love the college football this year. It's been fun to watch. It has been. Uh, and there, it's funny, there there has been a... Uh, it's interesting how it gets politicized uh, because of the crowds. And we don't know the rules. And some, I, I'm sure in a lot of the stadiums you have to have uh, proof of... Uh, you know, vaccination or a negative test, uh, but not all stadiums. I know Georgia, as an example, didn't have that. Um, what are you hearing uh, around the? Uh, you know, are they how close here? Are they watching the the NCAA, the NFL, uh, NBA in terms of how they're streamlining their approaches to see what we're going to end up here for the 2021-22 uh, protocol and sort of vaccination end of things. Well, I, I certainly think that they are uh, they're watching what the NFL is doing and probably in a little bit of discussion with what's going on with the NBA in addition to uh, all the authorities and all the provinces and states that they're in. And the clubs are probably doing more of that, talking to the individual health authorities. Uh, but quite frankly, a, a lot of it has been driven uh, by uh, state rules, like in the state of New York, where you have to be vaccinated to uh, go to any public event. Um, uh, and then uh, really one of the very few NHL teams um, in the United States that has come out with a rule was Seattle last week when they said that everybody had to be uh, had to show proof of vaccination yeah. uh, for for their arrival at uh, at, at their arena. Um, and the Canadian teams have been much more proactive uh, with uh, with what's gone on, uh, and with six of the uh, seven teams saying you have to have proof of vaccination, and the Oilers being the one saying you proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test in 48 hours. Well, I know we had Stu Ballantyne on last week, and we are going to have him on 
probably next Monday or Tuesday to walk our listeners through the AHS app because it's not one that you can uh, download and then immediately get your information. So uh, and this is this is the new world we're working in, isn't it? That you know, you, a week out before you have potential fans coming into your building, uh, and I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, John. I found this out on Friday because I tried to download the app, and you don't get access right away to all your personal information for uh, a couple days. So uh, I guess this is the new world we're living in, isn't it? Well, and uh, it's funny, you're, you're doing it this week, and uh, uh, September 22nd is the date here in Ontario where uh, the Ontario government will issue it. Uh, they're calling it a passport, but yep. obviously a, an app uh, that will affect what's going on with, uh, with the Ottawa Senators and the, and the Maple Leafs when it comes to attendance to, to NHL games. I, in fact, am going to the Blue Jay game tonight against Tampa. And um, I do have to show, uh, well, the app is not current yet in, in Ontario. I will have to show proof of vaccination to be one of the 15,000 people allowed into Rogers Centre. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's really interesting times, and we see difference between Canada and the United States. And, John, for a purely geopolitical uh, position here, could things be changing a week from today? Could we? Oh, I'm not getting, listen... I'm not getting into that discussion. That is, Chad, Chad has a lot more political animals to talk about what's going to happen next to, next Monday in the election than listening All right, to that, me. Let's get on. Come on now. Well, they, no, I, I'm just... Listen, they, people, 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 listen, people will listen to this to escape from all that okay. stuff. Okay. Let's talk man. Unfortunately, John, as you know, it is part of the equation. <laughs> and it makes a man wonder. All right. Now, we just had Zach. Now, now, now we're going to get into the fun stuff. Because we both have okay. get we okay. both we both have get to jobs. We get to do what we do. So we just had Zach Cassian on the show, and right now Connor Yamamoto is unsigned. Uh, it's my belief that there's probably a two year offer there sitting there for Yamamoto. I don't want to see the same thing happen to Yamamoto that happened to Ethan Bear last year, where Bear got behind the eight ball out of the gate. Uh, Bouchard reported in great shape. That that said, Ethan got he got a play. Uh, then Ethan got pure fluke, got a, a, a really unlucky concussion. And we just heard Zach talk mm-hmm. about some of the challenges he had injury-wise. But I will say this, John, it wasn't lost on me that Zach Cassian finished the playoff series on a line with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and played a regular shift when the Oilers cut down to nine forwards against Winnipeg. That sent, and all I could think of is when push came to shove, when they when when they cut her down and they needed some size and they needed some speed, he was playing, and then everyone's under the assumption Nugent Hopkins is going to play either with McDavid or Dreisaitl, and I wonder not whether or not we might see, uh, you know, at least a third of the time Nugent Hopkins playing on the line with Cassian, and I'm not convinced Cassian's not going to end up playing in the top six. I think there's a distinct possibility that's where Zach's going to end up playing. What do you think? First of all, uh, the one thing I got out of the interview was one simple word. Zach sounds motivated, which is really, really positive for the Edmonton Oilers and for Zach. Uh, the second thing is is, is the attitude of, of the people in the organization about Zach. When you sit and talk to them and go through the, the names and the depth of this hockey club, there are people that really still believe in Zach. And, and as frustrating as last season was for Zach, a through injury and B through I, I think some I think he would admit to some inferior play. 
that there's still a real belief that Zach Cassian can be a really... Did we lose John? Sure sounds like it. Let me call him back. Okay, because uh, we've got him on a... Do we not have him on uh, the reported app? It sounds like we don't have him on a on a, on a phone line. So, uh, John Shannon joining us. Uh, do want to mention at any time that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It was my night to cook last night, so uh, I, I played the role of the driver, and uh, I just want to put a shout-out to, to Brendan and Taylor and the staff at Roos Chris that did a great job uh, – uh, is uh, I wanted to watch uh, Justin Fields, and unfortunately the Bears just wouldn't play him in their game against Matt Stafford, the Rams. But uh, Roos Chris Steakhouse will take care of you. Uh, they're open Monday, uh, Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. Again, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, don't forget, with Warren Fogle in the picture, does that not also potentially move down Yamamoto's importance a little bit? Well, I think what it does do uh, with Fogle on the left side is it provides a scenario where the Oilers, uh, in theory, could play Fogle with Derek Ryan and maybe Connor Yamamoto. And, and, and Fogle's got a little bit bigger presence that can take to Lynette. Ryan's a smart player and uh yamamoto and ryan both skate together in spokane uh and you so maybe sometimes you go that route maybe sometimes you play nugent hopkins back with dry settle and yamamoto uh, maybe you play hyman with cassian on the wings with ryan nugent hopkins there's some options there for edmonton let's go back uh here we go Let's go back to, I think we got John Shannon. John, you were just talking about the fact that there's a lot of people in the Oilers organization that have got a lot of time for Zach Cassian. Yeah, yeah, they do. And and they they see what, what that size that you talked about can can contribute. Um, and I think, that, you know, when we, when we watch the Stanley Cup playoffs, we see guys built like Zach Cassian contributing. And, uh, and I think that that's what Kenny Holland and Dave Tippett and everybody in the organization is, is hoping that a motivated Zach Cassian will bring to the plate. Because if it isn't, then you know, we're, we're going to see a little more disappointment. But if he can play to that potential, then he can be a difference maker. If, if there's 15 or 17 or 18 goals in, in that stick, and he uses his body effectively, then Zach Cassie can be a valuable member of this organization. Uh, you, you know, and it's funny because there are people have criticized the productivity. Kyler Yamamoto, John, he only scored four goals in the final 41 games last season. And he played most of the year in the top six with either, well, primarily with Leon Dreisaitl. But he played with some pretty good players, and I, he was a little bit snake bit. I still got a lot of confidence in Connor Yamamoto, but I just the emergence of Poliarvi it gives him, in my opinion, three guys as options depending upon, you know, how the game's going and those sort of things. With Archibald obviously in that four hole on the right side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with you, and I and I, I'm a Yamamoto guy too. I I think that uh, you know what what he what he does with that body of his. Yeah, is uh, everybody marvels at uh, how involved he can be, and 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 it comes with age and maturity, and 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 being prepared, and and you know this this 56 game schedule that they just went through, Bob. I don't have to tell you. Um, at times, it felt longer than an 82 game schedule. At times, it felt uh, more arduous than uh, 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 the January to May felt more arduous than October to April. 
and and it takes its toll on everyone's body. And a guy like Yamamoto, he, he, this is this is a great learning curve year for him, I think. I think once he's signed, he'll be back, and he'll be back better than ever. I truly believe that. The other thing is, and I, I heard I heard you talk about the caller talking about Warren Fogle. Um, here's the challenge. I, I think that Oiler fans and the Oilers need to start thinking about. Let's let's not try to think about top six anymore. I, I think with a guy like Fogle, I think he could start talking about top nine. I agree. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I think the Fogle trade in the end, I know it was disappointing that Ethan Bear had to go the other way, but I think Ward Fogle is going to be a great addition to this organization on the wing. Um, the fact that he now has been training with Nurse and with McDavid and with Hyman, when you think, uh, I, I just think, I just think Fogel will will come to the organization and be so prepared, be in shape, um, and be a real contributor uh, on both sides of the puck for the Edmonton Oilers in the upcoming season. Well, one thing that changes, John, for Edmonton is is Fogel, and I know I actually referenced this in a tweet a couple of years ago. I couldn't believe that Warren Fogel had drawn more penalties than Connor McDavid, but that's because, and a couple of years ago, two-thirds through the year, he had. It's because he, yeah. he takes the puck hard to the goal. He and Zach Hyman are two of the uh, uh, top four players in the entire league last season on net drives. They attack the net with the puck, and that's often how you draw calls. And by the way, how's Edmonton been on the power play the last two years? Edmonton's done okay on the power play. Let's face it, maybe the best in the league for that uh, for that two-year period. Yeah. Uh, when you have uh, 29 and 97 on either side and 93 doing what he does, and, and whether it was Clefbaum or whether it was Darnell Nurse or, or Tyson Berry, I mean, this is, we know this, <laughs> this team could end up being the Toronto Blue Jays of hockey, uh, Bob. This is a team that is going to score goals. We know it's going to score goals. The key question is, is will it be able to stop them? And if they can do that, then this team is going to be a real contender. Where are you at right now with the confidence level of the goaltenders? Um, well, I mean, I, I have ultimate confidence in Mike Smith. I, I, I don't think, and for a couple of reasons of, of what I've been told, A, I, I'm not worried about age with Mike. I'm not. I think that uh, when you think about how these people condition condition themselves these days, with his attitude, I think, and we've talked about this a few times, his leadership on this club is one of the reasons why he got re-signed and probably got him a second year. Uh, the, the difference with him in that, with him in the room, uh, with his demand of his teammates for accountability makes a ton of difference to this organization. Um, I, I, you know, whether And whether it's Koskinen or, or Skinner in the end, um, I think I, I would not be surprised, and I have not talked to Kenny about this, but I think you're always trying to improve your goaltending somehow, some way. Uh, and if, uh, if if you can try to improve it, then great. But Miko can be a valuable asset at a certain point, but in the end this is going to be Mike Smith's team for the most of the year. We're joined right now by John Shannon, uh, our NHL insider, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, so uh, we're heading into... A different type of rookie tournament. I know you made it out to Penticton at least two or three times. We've just got the two games uh, between the Oilers and the Flames. Do you think there's a chance by 2022 we're back in Penticton, John, for a rookie tournament again? Oh, I think we'll be back next summer, Bob. Absolutely. Oh. I mean, that, this this is the week. Traverse City starts Wednesday in uh, Michigan for five teams, and I think that uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see the four Western Canadian teams, maybe even 
maybe if we they can twist Ronnie Francis's arm, maybe have uh, Seattle join in too and have a five-team tournament in Penticton uh, this week next year. Oh, I hope that's the case because that's a game changer. John, as oh, hey, enjoy the baseball. I mean, the the Blue Jays are just literally tearing the cover off the ball right now. It's uh, aren't they? It is. Uh, Guriel's having a tremendous September. Um, it's it's. I don't think anybody thought when they picked up uh, Hernandez that he was going to turn into this type of hitter. I thought they. I think a lot of people thought he was too undisciplined. He's like a 300 hitter with power right now. Uh, they're an exciting squad. No question about it. Bichette's an exciting player, and obviously you've got. Uh, hey, the guy's father was a hell of a player. And now the kid's pretty good as well. It's, it's crazy Bichette. how yeah. ironic the, no, the the numbers are at the same uh, at the same age for Guerrero Jr. To his dad. Oh yeah. It is. Yeah. It is remarkable. It is nuts when you think yeah. about it. So well, nobody hits the ball better than this team in the major leagues, and and the, and right now they have pitching. Their starting pitching has been great. Uh, even the bullpen, who has been the much maligned bullpen, has done its job uh, in the last, uh, certainly in the last eleven games. Remember, Bob, a month ago they were nine and a half games behind the Yankees. Now they're for now they're half a game ahead. What did you think of the 9-11 stuff from a production uh, value perspective that was done in sport over the course of the weekend? Uh, you know, I, I mean, this is a I, – I, 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 I must admit I didn't watch very much of it. I was uh, bouncing around watching games. Um, but, you know, this is a, you know, this, this is a sacred day, uh, Saturday. Saturday will become a sacred day in the United States. And so you – you, when you can pull up the heartstrings of, of uh, your, your fellow Americans and, and do it with some taste and do it with some without being overbearing, then then I, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, the uh, the eleven o'clock uh, local time kickoffs yesterday. Uh, obviously, they had the the national anthem being sung by a, a, a daughter of one of the people that were was a victim in nine eleven. It was very touching, very well done, uh, and and frankly, a tad understated. And it worked. It was effective. John, great well, stuff. That's the way to be. That's yep. the way to be. All right, John, we'll touch base. See you later. Okay, Bob, bye-bye. Yep, bye-bye. 1251 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you on Oilers Now. Uh, we did have Ron Lowe on the show on uh, on Friday, and he did a great job talking about you know, being the head coach of the New York Rangers and all things that they had to deal with uh, back in uh, uh, 2001 with 9-11. But when we come back, we're going to jump in our Oilers Now audio vault for direct work where we're actually going to get some uh, thoughts on uh, Ron's thoughts on the Oilers team toughness. We'll get to that when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Uh, we'll get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing today at about 1.35, just before we take some calls on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. It is 12.53 in Edmonton at this time. Oilers Now Audio Vault. We've had uh, Zach Cassian on the show and John Shannon already. The Oilers Now Audio Vault is brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Longtime Edmonton Oilers uh, assistant coach, head coach, New York Rangers head coach, Ron Lowe, talked to us. On Friday's show, uh, heading into Saturday's 20th anniversary of 9-11, Ron, of course, the former head coach of the Rangers when 9-11 occurred. But I asked Ron to put on his analyst hat. It was a day in which the Calgary Flames signed Erica Branson. Of course, I got Milan Lucic, Brent Ritchie. Uh, and I spoke to him and, and got his thoughts on the uh, Oilers' uh, team toughness. I don't think you have to fight every night, but you definitely you definitely have to show up and uh, – 
Hey, some of the, the players that the Oilers got this year have definitely picked up the sandpaper end of it. And I think that's what you have to have. I don't know if you have to have the, the fight as much as you have to have the people that are willing to fight. And I, I think it's going to be just a great season. I think it's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out. I love Hyman. I uh, remember every game that Toronto played against us. At the end of the game, if Hyman was playing, Smith would be freaking in his kitchen. I mean, Smith would be going nuts. He'd be hacking him and whacking him. And I know one thing about Smitty. If somebody's pissing him off in front of the net, then that's the guy I want. And that's, to me, that was the best free agent signing for quite a while on this team. Zach Hyman and Darnell Nurse at today's car wash in Toronto. Uh, the NHL uh, media event, they do one in Toronto, one in New York every year. You can text us on our uh, Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line at 780-496-0063. Katie K says, Bob, if Yamamoto doesn't want to sign a two-year deal, then the Oilers should trade him or add him to part of a Koskinen deal. Anybody who's too selfish to want to be on this team based on money relative to what they're worth should be just moved on and done with. It's clear that Yamo had a great opportunity to succeed and get paid in the long run. He just has to stop being your typical young American player and figure it out. Whew. Okay, well, uh, and and I think we're looking at it like to me, two years, one point five million. Is that not fair for Yamamoto? Who doesn't have arbitration rates. I mean, a one-year deal. He's making a one-year bet on himself at a million bucks. Two years uh, allows the organization. And now people say, "Ah, oh, stop!" You're looking at it from two of an organizational-centric perspective. But realistically, he had, I think, one goal in his final 21 games and four in his final 41. Unfortunately, he didn't match. And not that anybody expected him to match 26 points in 27 games like he did the year before. I'm the guy that wanted him up before during the 1920 season. We're in Detroit, and I was like, the team's too slow. It's not fast enough. Watch the Red Wings practice in the morning. Watch the pace of the orders in the uh, after uh, that day, and it was like, uh-oh. And Edmonton lost that game three-one. Now Edmonton came on and was a different team after Yamamoto got recalled in nineteen twenty, but he didn't get back to that level, and he needs to be here. He needs to be here. Uh, again, you can text us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, have you watched the most recent Joe Rogan podcast uh, with uh, Brett uh, Weinstein and his wife? Very interesting. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, Eric and Brett Weinstein are two really smart, smart people. I'll have to take a look at that. There you go. Bob, I'm totally thinking a top nine with Yamamoto and Fogel together. I couldn't agree more. We are way deeper, and that's exciting. Uh, yeah, well, and, and we'll see. It could be Ryan McLeod's flying right now. I mean, he's flying down there. It's it's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting to see. Again, you can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. Wes says, I think the Oilers should sign Yamamoto and trade him for a good goalie. I think the Oilers should sign him, get him in on a two-year deal, and see where it goes with him. Right? 
You can you can play at Yamamoto's. You can't have seven forwards Yamamoto's size, but you can have a forward like Yamamoto that's tenacious and competitive on the puck. And it really helps when you have a couple other right wingers that are six foot three and six foot four and can both skate in terms of Poliarvi and Cassian. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back in Oilers now, Edmonton Oilers assistant general manager Keith Gretzky to talk about the Oilers rookie camp roster. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.